This is America in the Morning for Monday, January 15th, 2024, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I'm John Trout. Here's what's coming up on America in the Morning. Millions of Americans face below zero temperatures as 95 million people under weather warnings or advisories. I'm Julie Walker. It's bitter cold in Iowa, but Republican leaders say Iowans know what's at stake. Because we're connecting with people. I'm Clayton Neville. The principal of an Iowa high school where a deadly shooting occurred earlier this month has died of his injuries. I'm Jackie Quinn. Defense Secretary Austin reportedly has been involved in the planning and execution of the Yemen airstrikes. I'm Lisa Dwyer. On Wall Street, it's quiet. For the Martin Luther King Day holiday today, the financial markets are closed. I'm Jessica Ettinger. Vermont authorities are praising a state trooper who plunged into an icy pond to save a child. I'm Norman Hall. All ahead on America in the Morning. More than 100 million Americans in states as far south as Texas and Alabama are facing below freezing temperatures as weekend storms bring more Arctic air, freezing rain, snow, and blizzard conditions. And it also comes at a time when the first in the nation Iowa caucuses begin today. That state seeing sub-zero temperatures. Correspondent Julie Walker reports from lake effect snow around the Great Lakes, blizzards in the Midwest, frozen highways from the Mississippi River to the Cascades, and even ice issues in a number of southern states. There are concerns for drivers as well as power grids. I tried to go to the grocery store yesterday and I got stuck right in my driveway, so that was a fail. Um, and I was stuck in the house all day yesterday. I didn't work from, I worked from home the past two days. Uh, so it's definitely different, but I don't mind it. Out shoveling, we got a lot of snow for the past few days. And I think it's like, with the winter being so delayed all last year, it's just really hitting us all in one. So it's pretty crazy out. Two days, the worst winter, or a very heavy winter at least. But to me, this is a new winter for me, and I just don't necessarily like it. The sound of wind whipping the snow around Buffalo, where the Bills game was postponed, creating near blizzard conditions in upstate New York. Governor Kathy Hochul says wind is gusting up to 50 miles per hour and snow is falling up to six inches an hour. What that means, whiteout conditions, limited or no visibility, and again, very, very dangerous on our roads. I would say that the forecast of this storm really underestimated uh, the ferocity of this storm. National Weather Service meteorologist Zach Taylor says the lake effect snow is also affecting other parts of the Northeast, while another winter storm bringing snow to the Rockies will eventually reach all the way to Texas with some very cold air. This Arctic air mass that is um, beginning to overspread a large portion of the country will continue to move south and east over the next day. We're still looking at dangerously cold wind chills. Even one inch an hour, it's very challenging for our state, county, and city road crews, road crews to keep the roads clear. At three inches an hour, it's almost impossible even to keep the thruway clear. I'm Julie Walker. As we mentioned, Iowa voters will brave blistery winter weather on what's expected to be the coldest caucus day in state history. Correspondent Clayton Neville reports the political experts are closely watching the race for second place. 
Former President Donald Trump, the frontrunner, as frigid temperatures and blanketing snow create some questions around what voter turnout will look like in the Iowa caucus today. Iowa's Governor Kim Reynolds told KCRG-TV she was hoping for record turnout this year. I think, you know, with what we've seen from the amount of interest from Iowans, I think possibly we could have done that. But So that's going to damper that a little bit. But it is about who's enthusiastic about their candidates. This Iowan told the station he thinks this year's election is too important for turnout to be impacted by weather. I think people realize in the conservative way that, that we need we need some ch- change at the federal level. So I think I think they'll, they'll show up. RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel told Fox News that Iowans know what's at stake. This is the first time since 1976 that the Democrats are not playing in Iowa. So Republicans in Iowa have another thing to prove, which is Democrats got it wrong. And we want to show why Iowa deserves to continue to be that first in the nation caucus. And that's why I think a lot of them will turn out as well. Temperatures may be low outside, but the energy isn't. Former President Trump on the campaign trail in Iowa over the weekend after the weather forced a couple events of his to be called off. Get out, just get out and vote. You got to bring your friend. You know, we say plus 10, so plus 10 or plus 2 or plus 20, but bring them all out because we have to set the stage for November. We have the most corrupt most incompetent president in the history of our country. Trump doubled down on the message he's had for Iowa voters for months. On my first day back to the Oval Office, I will end Joe Biden's inflation nightmare, rescue our economy, and we will do one thing that's going to work very quickly and fast. Drill, baby, drill. We're going to drill, baby, drill. And while it may be getting colder outside, temperatures heating up between Trump and candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. Over the weekend, Ramaswamy's campaign tweeted a photo of a shirt that said, Save Trump, vote Vivek. That triggered Trump's first real criticism of Ramaswamy. He posted on social media, quote, Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter. Unfortunately, now all he does is disguise his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks. Now, as for U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. The energy on the ground is good. The momentum is good. She spoke with Fox News. I am telling you, every step of the way, we're moving because we're connecting with people, because we're talking about the issues they care about. The final Des Moines Register poll had Trump at 48 percent support, Haley at 20 percent, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis at 16 percent, and Ramaswamy at 8. I'm Clayton Neville. When we return, Iowa high school shooting victim succumbs to his injuries. And we're learning more on the hospitalization of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Those stories when America in the Morning continues after these messages. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.
Welcome back. You're with America in the Morning. Meteorologist Carl Erickson of AccuWeather.com has the Monday morning forecast on this MLK day. Bitterly cold air will once again be felt today, stretching from the northern Rockies through much of the Plain States and Texas into the Midwest and Great Lakes. When you factor in the already frigid temperatures with the wind, it'll feel like it's anywhere from 30 to 40 degrees below zero from Montana through the Dakotas and Minnesota. This will also be true for those heading out for the Iowa caucus later today and evening. Even places like Chicago, St. Louis, and Detroit will be in the grips of the Arctic chill today as it will feel like it's anywhere from 10 to 20 below zero. Meanwhile, a developing storm will spread one to three inches of snow today from northern Mississippi and Tennessee, eastward into far northern parts of Alabama, northern Georgia, northwest of Atlanta, and into eastern Kentucky. There'll be locally higher amounts of three to six inches within this area, making for slippery and slow travel through this evening. The snow will expand into the northern Appalachians and mid-Atlantic states later today. There'll also be an area of freezing rain from northern Louisiana into central parts of Alabama and Mississippi, including places like Shreveport, Jackson, Mississippi, and into Birmingham that can lead to dangerous travel and sporadic power outages. Some of the big cities along the I-95 corridor, including Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, New York City, and up through Boston, will get into the snow tonight. They can accumulate an inch or two, making roads and sidewalks slippery for tomorrow morning's commute. On the warm side of the store, there'll be some rain showers along the Gulf Coast into northern Florida. Much of the western United States will have a break from the stormy weather. The nicest weather across the nation today will be found from California into Arizona with sunny skies and highs in the 60s. And that's the weather across America. In Chicago today, some sun and frigid, high zero. Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, sunny and mild with a high of 65. That's the nation's weather. I'm AccuWeather.com meteorologist Carl Erickson. Remember to follow us everywhere you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. Just search America in the Morning in your favorite listening app. I'm John Trout. The principal of an Iowa high school where a deadly shooting occurred earlier this month has died of his injuries. Correspondent Jackie Quinn reports. The school shooting was January 4th in Perry, Iowa. Activation at Perry High School. High school principal Dan Marburger was critically injured that day. An 11-year-old student died, as did the 17-year-old gunman. Police say Marburger acted selflessly and put himself in harm's way to protect his students. But 10 days later, his wife announced online that Marburger lost his battle Sunday. Iowa's governor has ordered flags be flown at half-staff. I'm Jackie Quinn. The White House says Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was involved in the planning and execution of the Yemen airstrikes despite being hospitalized. Lisa Dwyer has details. The Pentagon says that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has turned his hospital room into a secure communications suite, first orchestrating and then watching in real time as the U.S. retaliatory strike on Yemen-based Houthi militants unfolded Thursday night. Austin only revealed that he had prostate cancer on Tuesday, the same day that the Houthis launched their most aggressive onslaught to date of 18 drones and missiles at commercial and military vessels in the Red Sea. That attack set the stage for Thursday's joint military operation. President Joe Biden says it was a lapse in judgment for Austin to keep his hospitalization a secret, but he says he still has confidence in the Pentagon chief. I'm Lisa Dwyer. Tax preparers' hidden costs of immediate refunds and pet medicine. Part of the Monday Business Report when America in the Morning continues after these messages.
We're back. This is America in the Morning. Sticker shock at the supermarket. Despite inflation being down from its highs, a recent Axios survey finds 59% of people feel angry, anxious, or resigned while shopping for grocery items. And nearly three in four said that groceries are where they feel the biggest inflation impact. Fox Business says that since the start of 2021, food prices and energy costs have jumped 33%. And not far off, that same Axios survey finds we're paying $125 for the same groceries we paid $100 for in 2019. More in Monday Business with CNBC's Jessica Edinger. On this Martin Luther King Day holiday, no trading at all on Wall Street. The financial markets are closed. So are most banks. The Dow hit a record high last Friday before pulling back. Investors are setting up for a busy week this week of earnings reports. Last Friday, big banks started off earnings season in a mixed way. J.P. Morgan Chase notched a record profit for the year last year. Citigroup struggling. It's cutting 10% of its staff. Wells Fargo with a solid quarter. Bank of America got hit by a regulatory charge in its last quarter. Profit was lower. CNBC Mad Money host Jim Cramer noted that of all the big banks... J.P. Morgan Chase and its CEO, Jamie Dimon, were the winners. It's a tour de force call by Jamie. He was incredibly positive about how much money they're going to make uh, on your net, the net interest income. And uh, J.P. Morgan was a great quarterback. America, not so good. Wells Fargo, you have to just take it as with a grain of salt. And City is just a black box. Tangible book values at 86. The stock is so below that. CNBC's Jim Cramer. Retailers hoping you're out spending today using up those gift cards you got for the holidays and spending more than that while the retail industry is getting set for its biggest convention of the year, the big show in New York this week. The IRS free file program is open. Tax preparation companies are taking customers, doing their returns, and then holding them. They're going to submit returns when the IRS starts accepting them on January 29th. In the meantime, these tax prep companies are offering customers an immediate refund, but it's really a loan, and it comes at a hefty cost with interest rates of more than 30%. On this holiday, national parks are easy on the wallet. They're free today. Demand growing in the pet medicine industry. Well, more people are demanding human-quality health care for their pets. Some investors think it could be a big year for Zoetis. That's a drug maker that specializes in medicines for animals. Pet owners really see their pets as members of their family. They expect human-quality health care, uh, and that's been really what's been driving our sector and our industry for a number of years, even before the pandemic. Uh, we saw a 10% increase in pet ownership through the pandemic. But these trends have been going on for for quite a long time, and people have gone from having their pets outside to being inside their homes and even in their beds. And so they do see them as members (laughs) of their family, and they want them to have quality health care. Zoetis Chief Financial Officer Wetney Joseph on CNBC. On this week's watch list, lots of earnings reports coming from names like Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, Charles Schwab, Truist, Fifth Third, Taiwan Semi, J.B. Hunt Transport, and Travelers Insurance, which is a Dow component. CNBC's Jessica Edinger. When we return, voter concerns increase over U.S. foreign policy, and COP saves kids' life. America in the Morning, back after these messages.
Thanks for being with us. This is America in the Morning, and with today being the start of the Iowa caucuses, candidates are hoping voters side with them on topics that matter most, and a new poll finds more Americans are now worried about overseas issues in 2024 compared to last year. Correspondent Shelley Adler reports. In this time of war overseas, more Americans think foreign policy should be a top U.S. priority in 2024. That's according to a new poll by the Associated Press, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. It finds that international concerns and immigration rising in importance with the public. Those concerns are still overshadowed by longstanding economic worries, with some 76 percent of adults saying they want the government to work on issues related to the economy this year. I'm Shelley Adler. Who says there's never a police officer around when you need one. In Vermont, authorities are praising a state trooper who plunged into an icy pond to save a child's life. Correspondent Norman Hall reports. In dramatic just-release body cam video, Vermont State Trooper Michelle Archer responded to a call last month for an eight-year-old girl who fell through the ice while playing on a pond with siblings. Trooper Archer pulled a rope and flotation device from a cruiser, ran to the pond, and swam to the girl. A second trooper, Keith Coate, arrived shortly after Archer reached the girl. Archer brought the girl to shore. Keith, she's making noises. Officials say the eight-year-old fully recovered after a brief hospital stay. The two troopers and an 80-year-old neighbor who pulled another child to safety have all been recommended for life-saving awards. I'm Norman Hall. America in the Morning for Monday, January 15th, 2024 is produced by Jeff McKay, senior producer Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout. This is Westwood One. This is America in the Morning from Westwood One. I'm John Trout. Coming up this half hour, Mother Nature's icy side has gripped much of the U.S. It's life-threatening weather. And the Arctic conditions are not done yet. I'm Jim Root feud between federal and state officials at the Texas-Mexico border. I'm Clayton Neville. Israel's leader vows to continue the bloody campaign to eliminate Hamas as the war reaches 100 days. I'm Jackie Quinn. The U.S. will intensify its oversight of Boeing after a series of problems. I'm Rita Foley. Quaker Oats is expanding a recall of granola bars and cereals because of the risk of salmonella. I'm Ed Donahue. Fox News has stopped running my pillow commercials in a payment dispute. I'm Norman Hall. On this Martin Luther King Jr. Day, we're back after these messages. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to. Be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Welcome back to America in the Morning. The national map is lit up with blizzard warnings, winter storm warnings, hard freezes, and wind chill advisories. With more on the story, here's AccuWeather.com meteorologist Carl Erickson. Well, location is pretty far south today. We'll experience some snowy and icy conditions. A developing storm will spread one to three inches of snow today from northern Mississippi and Tennessee eastward into far northern parts of Alabama, 
Georgia, and eastern Kentucky. There'll be locally higher amounts of 3 to 6 inches within this area, making for slippery and slow travel through this evening. The snow will expand to the northern Appalachians and mid-Atlantic states later today. Also be an area of freezing rain from northern Louisiana into central parts of Alabama and Mississippi, including places like Shreveport, Jackson, and Birmingham that can lead to dangerous travel and sporadic power outages. Some of the big cities along the I-95 corridor, including Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, New York City, and Boston, will get on the snow tonight that accumulate an inch or two, making roads and sidewalks slippery for tomorrow morning's commute. On the warm side of the storm, there'll be some rain showers along the Gulf Coast into northern Florida. Meanwhile, the heavy lake effect snow that impacted many areas downwind of the Great Lakes this weekend will ease up today. Bitterly cold air will once again be felt today, stretching from the northern Rockies through much of the central and northern plains and into the Midwest and Great Lakes. When you factor in the already frigid temperatures with the wind, it'll feel more like it's anywhere from 30 to 40 degrees below zero from Montana through the Dakotas and Minnesota. Even places like Chicago, St. Louis, and Detroit will be in the grips of the Arctic air as a combination of the wind and cold temperatures will make it feel like it's anywhere from 10 to 20 degrees below zero. Some snow will linger across the central Rockies today with much of the west coast having a break from the stormy weather. The nicest weather across the nation today will be found from California into Arizona with sunny skies and highs in the 60s. That's the nation's weather. I'm AccuWeather.com meteorologist Carl Erickson. Follow us everywhere you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube. Just search America in the Morning in your favorite listening app. I'm John Trout. Well, that severe winter weather has gripped much of the U.S. and is expected to continue into this week. As Jim Roop reports, more than 20 states are dealing with either wind chill warnings, sub-zero temperatures, frozen roads, power outages, and blizzards. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. New York Governor Kathy Hochul takes it a step further than that. It's life-threatening weather. It's what she calls the triple threat. Icy cold temperature with high winds and uh, the blowing snow. It was so bad, so miserable in Buffalo, that yesterday's AFC wildcard game between the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers had to be postponed to today. Saturday, the wildcard round did go off as the Kansas City Chiefs treated the Miami Dolphins to the fourth coldest NFL game in history. National Weather Service meteorologist Zach Taylor. Kickoff temperature was right around uh, between uh, two to five degrees below zero. And by the time the game ended, we were looking at temperatures of eight to 10 below. By the way, the coldest NFL game ever was 1967, the championship game between the Packers and the Cowboys at Lambeau Field, a minus 13. The wind chill, minus 48. It was dubbed the Ice Bowl. It's not just New York, of course. 22 states are in Mother Nature's icy grip. 95 million people under wind chill warnings. The problems are plentiful, including for today's start of the Iowa caucus, where in Des Moines it's expected to be minus 6, with a wind chill temp of minus 16. Saturday alone, 6 to 10 inches of snow fell, whipped around by 40-mile-per-hour wind gusts. It was the snowiest week for Des Moines since 1942, and this will be the coldest caucus in decades. Over the weekend, several flight delays and cancellations. Just yesterday alone, 18,000 flights delayed, 2,000 canceled at the filing of this report. Flight Aware's Kathy Bang says it affected every part of the airport operation, like just moving equipment. Not only can, and you know, in these blizzard conditions, has it been difficult for uh, travelers to get to the airport, but it also makes it more difficult for airport workers to get there. Amtrak had to cancel or delay several trains as well. And how about power outages? Hundreds of thousands of people suffered through power outages, including 172,000 in Michigan and 150,000 in Oregon. There has been freezing rain in the Pacific Northwest. 
And it's not over by any stretch of the imagination. Another surge of Arctic air will bring hazardous cold weather to much of the country again this week. And it's expanding. A new alert from the National Weather Service warns of dangerously low temperatures and wind chills reaching into the south this week. I'm Jim Roop. The divide between the federal government and state leaders in Texas is getting wider at the southern border. Correspondent Clayton Neville has the latest. Texas National Guard members and state troopers in Texas are working to deter illegal immigration and arrest people who enter the U.S. illegally. State leaders say they're facilitating what the federal government won't. We worked with our law enforcement partners to capture a group behind HEB in Laredo. Specialist Lampkin with the Texas Military Department is stationed in Laredo. The group was trying to evade arrest after having crossed into the U.S. from Mexico illegally, um, and they were very hard to track. So today we found something we haven't seen in a while. Uh, they were using these foam blocks, which they like to put on the bottoms of their shoes, and it hides their tracks very well in the sand. Uh, it makes it easier for them to escape um, because a lot of the times they don't leave any track whatsoever behind when they use these, uh, which can allow potentially dangerous individuals to enter this country and evade arrest. In Eagle Pass, the Texas National Guard continues to block federal U.S. Border Patrol agents from entering and patrolling a public area in the border town of Eagle Pass. It's where they typically first encounter migrants who cross the Rio Grande illegally. Border Patrol has used that park in recent weeks to hold migrants in an outdoor staging area before they're ultimately transported for processing. Texas Governor Greg Abbott spoke to reporters about his move to block access. Texas has uh, the legal authority uh, to, to control ingress and egress into any geographic location in the state of Texas. Uh, and that authority is being asserted uh, with regard to that park in Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, to maintain operational control of it. I was asked a question. Uh, to legally distinguish between what Texas has the legal authority to do and what would be illegal to do. And I explained in detail uh, all the different things that Texas is doing that we have the legal authority to do and pointed out uh, what would be illegal to do. It's that simple. Outrage over the governor's move got louder over the weekend after three migrants drowned in the Rio Grande River. Congressman Henry Cuellar says Border Patrol agents trying to access the river after being notified by Mexican officials of the possible drowning but were denied by the Texas Guard. The Texas Military Department says it searched for the migrants but didn't find them. Mexican officials reportedly worked the case. I'm Clayton Neville. Israel's leader vows to continue the campaign in Gaza to eliminate Hamas as the war has surpassed 100 days, the longest ever armed conflict between Israel and the Palestinians. Correspondent Jackie Quinn reports this comes as the terror group released a video of three hostages of the more than 100 it's holding, saying they will disclose their fate soon. As Israeli forces continue pounding Hamas targets in the south, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says the military will restore security and no one can stop them. Not the International Court of Justice, nor Iranian-backed forces. In Tel Aviv, families of the hostages rally demanding their loved ones come home. Hamas didn't respect nothing. Jimmy Miller's cousin is still held captive, along with her two young sons. There is any possible that this kid, this small kid that we're going to celebrate one year old in about few days, is it possible to make something to freedom from the Hamas to bring him and his family back to Israel to celebrate the birthday with his family? 
In the Gaza Strip, displaced Palestinians like Ahmed Abdel Khaled <laughs> decry the deaths, destruction, and hunger. Government tallies say nearly 24,000 people in the Gaza Strip have been killed, while Israel lost 790 civilians in the Hamas attack on October 7th. Uh, we've come across uh, not once and not twice uh, in a house where we find Hamas firing from. Uh, we will go in and we will find Hamas with uh, women and children there uh, as uh, human shields. It's estimated half of the buildings in Gaza have been destroyed. I'm Jackie Quinn. When we return on America in the Morning, some important information your family needs to know about a Quaker Oats recall. And in our tech report, computers, they know what we're thinking. Those stories and more after these messages. We're back now on America in the Morning. I'm John Trout. A lawyer for a woman who won a $5 million sex abuse and defamation case against Donald Trump warned a judge the former president hopes to sow chaos when a new jury considers if he owes even more in damages. Correspondent Julie Walker reports. E. Jean Carroll's lawyer asked the judge to take strong measures to ensure Trump can't taint a jury that is set on Tuesday to start considering whether the columnist should get $10 million in compensatory damages and millions more in punitive damages for statements Trump has made. And I have a trial going on, a fake trial, a totally fake trial. And uh, we asked the judge if I could take a day off for a funeral of my mother-in-law, who was very close to me also. And he said, no. Can you imagine? These are animals. He said, no, we can't have a day off. These are bad people. These are radical left lunatics that want to hurt me because they think it's going to hurt me at the polls so that Biden can win an election. I don't think the people are going to fall for it. On Thursday, Trump said he would attend the Manhattan federal court proceedings. The former president has continually denied sexually abusing Carol in a department store in 1996, since she first revealed her claims publicly in 2019. Julie Walker, New York. Between the weather and the FAA's order to ground some 737 MAX planes, there were more than 2,400 canceled flights on Sunday in the U.S. The government is intensifying its oversight of Boeing after a series of problems. Correspondent Rita Foley reports. The FAA is going to keep a closer eye on Boeing after that panel blew off a jetliner in mid-flight last week. The latest in a string of problems for Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft. The FAA will increase oversight of the company and audit the 737 MAX 9 production line, as well as the company's parts suppliers to check on quality procedures. This comes just a day after the FAA announced an investigation into whether Boeing failed to make sure that the panel that flew off the Alaska Airlines jet was safe. The plane had to make an emergency landing, but fortunately nobody was said to be seriously hurt. Earlier this week, Boeing CEO said the company is acknowledging its mistake, and he said this can never happen again. I'm Rita Foley. Quaker Oats is expanding a recall of granola bars and cereals because of the risk of salmonella. Ed Donahue has that story. Added to the recall list are products that include Quaker chewy granola bars and cereals, Captain Crunch bars and select cereals, Gatorade peanut butter chocolate protein bars, and Munchies Munch Mix. 
The FDA says it has received reports of adverse events related to the products initially recalled, but no illnesses. Adverse events could include medical problems, but also complaints about off-taste or color of a product, defective packaging, or other non-medical issues. Salmonella infections can cause fever, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, and stomach pain. In rare cases, the bacterial infections can be fatal. I'm Ed Donahue. New brain sensors can detect what you're thinking and turn your thoughts into speech. Another medical breakthrough that can aid injured people has become reality. Here's Chuck Palm with that in today's tech news. A team from Duke University has created a speech prosthetic device that translates thought into speech, aiding individuals with neurological disorders to be able to think and hear what they say. The new technology was spelled out in a detailed recent paper from the journal New Communications, offering hope for individuals with neurological disorders that impair speech like ALS or locked-in syndrome. The device is made possible by a high-density, ultra-thin and flexible brain sensor array that boasts over 256 microscopic brain sensors onto a postage stamp size piece of flexible medical grade plastic. This impressive device has more than twice as many microscopic brain sensors, which detect neuron signals that can be just a grain of sand apart and have wildly different signal activity patterns. Once implanted, this device was able to record activity from a patient's speech motor cortex as it coordinated nearly 100 muscles that move the lips, tongue, jaw, and larynx. Leave a comment at allthetoptech.tech. I'm Chuck Palm. With a check of Monday Sports on America in the morning, here's our Robert Workman. NFL wildcard weekend. The Packers pounded the Cowboys yesterday 48-32. Aaron Jones ran for three touchdowns. Jordan Love threw three scoring passes. Getting started, O-line played great. Aaron Jones had an awesome night. So I think the run game... The way we were running the ball opened up everything else. The Lions held off the Rams 24-23. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs had rushing TDs. And ex-Ram Jared Goff threw for another as the Lions scored on their first three possessions to give Detroit its first postseason victory since 1992. To see us come from where we were to where we are now and, and the fans endure some of that, it, it's it's special to be able to get this W for them. Today, the Steelers and the Bills clash. The game pushed back a day due to a snowstorm in Buffalo. Tonight, the Eagles are at the Buccaneers. Saturday, the Texans trampled the Browns and the Chiefs chewed up the Dolphins. College football, Washington has hired Jed Fish away from Arizona to be its new head football coach days after Kalen DeBoer, who guided the Huskies to the national championship game, left to take over for Nick Saban at Alabama. Michigan's Jim Harbaugh, with the CFP title in hand, is set to interview with the Chargers, who need both a head coach and general manager. Harbaugh closed out his 14-year NFL playing career with the Bolts when they were in San Diego. Two of his star players with the Wolverines, quarterback J.J. McCarthy and running back Blake Corum declared for the NFL draft on Sunday. NBA, the Bucks outlasted the Kings in overtime. Damian Lillard splashed a three ball at the buzzer to win it. Nuggets, Heat, Timberwolves, and Suns also posted victories. NHL wins for the Rangers and the Red Wings. College basketball number four Connecticut club Georgetown, the Huskies in position to vault into the top spot when the new polls come out today. And first round play is underway at the Australian Open. That's Monday Sports. Thank you, Robert. When we return on America in the Morning, my pillow man's payment dispute after these messages.
Welcome back to America in the Morning. Many offices are closed on this Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but not the box office. Kevin Carr reports on winners in the theaters. Get in, loser. Mean Girls made Fetch happen this weekend. The big screen adaptation of the Broadway musical brought in $28 million of the box office for the three-day weekend and should end Monday with an estimated $32 million. All we've done is make Regina hotter and revive the wet look. Dance break. This is impressive for a film that had originally been planned for just streaming. Everyone, need your attention, please. I'm going to burn this place to the ground. Jason Statham's The Beekeeper buzzed into second place with a strong debut of $17 million for the three-day and an estimated $19 million for the long weekend. My name is Willy Wonka. He's good. In third place was Wonka with $8 million for the three-day and $10 million for the holiday. The Willy Wonka prequel also cracked half a billion dollars in the worldwide box office. You see, I'm something of a magician. The R-rated rom-com Anyone But You made $7 million this weekend and $8.3 million for the four-day, bringing its total to $56 million. And that's impressive, considering this hasn't reached higher than number four at the box office yet. Woo! Isn't it beautiful? This is awesome! Oh. Rounding out the top five was Migration, with $6.1 million for the weekend and an estimated $8.3 million for the holiday. This animated family film shows it has the legs, or rather wings, to reach $100 million before the end of its run. The other new release, The Book of Clarence, flopped into ninth place with about $3 million. I'm Kevin Carr. With more in entertainment news, here's correspondent Margie Zaraleta. The Emmys will be held Monday after a four-month delay from the Hollywood writers and actors strike. Producer Jesse Collins says one of the joys of working with host Anthony Anderson is he knows a lot of celebrities. We're waiting on the rep, and he said, oh, no, I'm going to call him. And the person answered the phone like, hey, Anthony. And he's like, you want to do the Emmys? That's one small step for man. The Television Academy has put the 1969 Apollo moon landing at the top of its list of the 75 most impactful television moments. Also making the list are Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech and the Beatles on The Ed Sullivan Show. The ludicrously capacious bag from the series Succession sold at auction over the weekend for more than $18,000. Heritage Auctions in Dallas says Roman Roy's pink note cards for his father's funeral sold for $25,000. I'm Archie Zaraleta. Fox News has stopped running MyPillow commercials in a payment dispute. Correspondent Norman Hall reports. MyPillow chief executive and prominent election denier Mike Lindell says Fox News has stopped running his company's commercials. Lindell denies the network's assertion that it's simply because he hasn't paid his bills. He acknowledges owing Fox $7.8 million, but says the sum is within his credit line with the network and that he's being silenced. Lindell faces financial and legal woes. Several big-box retailers, including Walmart, have discontinued his products and lawyers who were defending him against defamation lawsuits by voting machine companies quit. I'm Norman Hall. America in the Morning for Monday, January 15th, 2024, is produced by Jeff McKay, senior producer Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout. This is Westwood One. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.